0: about the ask about what, what happened to,
1: to, to you um, in, in Sarajevo? Actually it was in uh, Vakuf in okay. uh, central Bosnia and um, there was a ceasefire between the uh, uh, Croats and the Bosniaks who were uh, occupying two different parts of the same. Vakuf is basically a village, it's a large village, small town. And I went with two Reuters correspondents to see what the state of the ceasefire was. And we had drove from the Bosniak part to the Croat part. And the last thing that my colleague uh, who was driving said was, uh, thank God for Land Rovers, because we were going over rubble and, and very sort of a, a badly damaged street. And we were looking up, because four days earlier, a British soldier had been killed by a sniper, and so our preoccupation was with snipers, rather than looking down uh, where our preoccupation ought to have been, which was landmines. And even the fact that we were looking up was actually kind of silly, because the whole point of snipers is you can't see them, they're very well hidden. So we weren't, we weren't really behaving in a particularly... Uh, uh, commendable way. Could you have seen of, the land? Was it? Were there been any sign? Well, um, we didn't see it. We heard the loudest explosion I've ever heard, and uh, the Land Rover, of course, stopped. It was uh, a Reuters armoured Land Rover, so the cabin itself was um, protected us from the from shrapnel, for example. But the whole vehicle went up. And since I had my feet on the floor, um, my legs were broken, I was sitting in the middle. And um, the photographer on my left, uh, she was uh, shorter and her legs were sort of dangling so she didn't have the impact of the, the floor coming up. Um, but her camera went into her chin and, and she got a very bad gash in her chin so the blood was running down uh, from her chin. And my other colleague uh, who was driving, uh, his heels were broken because his, his, he was operating the pedals. And after the explosion, I remember saying, uh, maybe we should drive down the road. I didn't realise that the, the Land Rover was a complete wreck um, and it became clear that we couldn't. One of the doors had blown open with the explosion and... When I tried to get out, I immediately fell over. I didn't realise until then that my legs were broken, but they were so badly broken that they couldn't actually hold me up. And when I was then um, lying on the ground and realised I couldn't get up, I saw the other landmine. There were two of them. We had set one of them off, and the other one was maybe two or three feet uh, from where I was lying on the ground. And uh, there was a a whole series of events after that which um, included... uh, Two guys from the Bosnian side running into the street very quickly and grabbing me to take me out of the street, which was exposed and there was um, a small arms fire. But, of course, when you see somebody lying in the street, what you do is you grab them by the ankles, and when they grab me by the ankles, they rearrange the, the broken bones even further that was very unpleasant and that's in the, there's, there's a moment of
0: that in the novel uh, where there's a character t- who, where, where he's warned not to grab him by the ankle. right,
1: well, that's where that comes from <laughs> um, I, if it, I, I mean it, it was very unpleasant and very painful but it was uh, a, a, it sounds glib to say it was an interesting experience it was an interesting experience I had wondered what it would be like to have that type of experience and having had it, I can say that there are many interesting aspects of it, but the overwhelming one I really must come back to is that there were other people in the basement where I was taken to. Uh, and and really, I, I was very, very fortunate. And, um, you know, I, th- I think I, I was conscious then. I thought, well, my, I chose to be there, so... You know, that was... And nothing. that
0: you were getting this, then, and also, I suppose, a relatively privileged kind of... Tribute yes, tribute and it was, it
1: was extremely privileged treatment after that. Again, it's a,
0: it's a moment in the, in the novel, which I found very striking, which is, again, t- um, the character of Terry, who's a, a doctor, and says... Um, she was acting differently from normal. Her thoughts had started to form new patterns. Her way of feeling had changed... In her everyday world, she would not have overlooked a library card, never mind her passport. But she, there's a running inability that she has to take the right documents. But it's partly a sign of the rapid way that she starts to acclimatise to her surroundings. I was wondering, and this is a book about the way war changes people in the most extreme way. That, that I was wondering, for you, that I suppose the most extreme version is you were blown up and, I suppose, if you had been sitting in a different way... Um, could could have been killed. Uh, How did the experience of being in Saria for for those two years, how did it change you?
1: I think, again, uh, it may be the case that in those experiences, the things that change you are not the most tangible um, and and even maybe not the most dramatic. Um, So I remember... There's a description in Ota's of... um, how the star shells got fired uh, they're fired from mortars and they come down very slowly mm. and they're incredibly bright they're absolutely beautiful they they, they illuminate the whole um, surrounding area and i remember the star shells in in Otes and i also remember the tracer fire at uh, orthodox new year at uh, the beginning of 1993 uh, when I was walking all through Mariendvor, which is this lovely old Austro-Hungarian part of um, uh, Sarajevo, it was thick with snow, and these tracer bullets were flying in the distance. You you could see them like fireworks, and they were obviously being fired as a, a taunt to the people inside the city. And yet, like the star shells, they were really beautiful. It was weirdly beautiful, and uh, uh, that's the sort of odd... Um, accidental observation where you see that and you think, yeah, this is in the middle of all this ugliness, even as as a, an exercise of violence, uh, which is the case with uh, tracer shells and uh, tracer bullets and star shells, there's something accidentally beautiful that's, that's happening that can be observed. Um, and I would say possibly uh, those... Unexpected uh, illuminating corners of experience are in very high profile when you're in that sort of situation, and possibly looking back, those were things that made a long term psychological impact, um, and it may not have been an entirely negative one. I think in some respects when I went you said two years there actually I was only in Sarajevo for about six months okay. on and off and I went back with Maria my wife in 1995 just at the time of Dayton and we found uh, I certainly found that the people we spoke to then a lot of the uh, articulation of very lofty and commendable principles had been really ground out of the discourse and people were just desperate for the war to stop they had almost become cynical about any prospect of anything being salvaged and they weren't any longer talking in those wonderfully lyrical ways about how we're all the same and you know we shouldn't be uh, fighting uh, and in a way, that was uh, looking at the, po- the positives and the negatives. I came away from that thinking, ah, this has been, this has been terrible. Obviously, for these people, but it's also it's done something. It's damaged the spirit of the city, and that was. I mean, that was that was the downside. That wasn't the accidental beauty. That was the. Do you lose a bit of faith in? I guess as you've experienced these people sort of
0: trying to maintain that sense yes. of.
1: Yeah. Hope. Um. Yes, yeah, I think that was, there was a tremendous piece of vandalism um, that was exercised in uh, one of Europe's wonderful cities and it was applied to the spirit of that city. And yes, it really uh, damaged it profoundly and it's still living with uh, that damaged legacy.
0: How about for you though i mean if you've been you've, you've you've gone through something similar you were you were did you come out the other side you obviously met your, you met your wife <laughs> i got married, uh, <laughs> got married. but did, did that have an effect on uh,
1: i mean I, I... Um, I think it must have done and at the same time i would have to say i'm not sure there's a direct correlation between dramatic events and a dramatic impact on the individual. And there are probably other events that that I could maybe uh, explore in other books Mm. uh, which were less dramatic that possibly had a a bigger impact. I think uh, from the point of view of um, being a journalist, I was probably, at that point, took what I was doing more seriously than at any other point and realised this is not... Uh, a situation in which you can do anything other, uh, this sounds very pompous. I did probably tried to be as good a journalist as I could be mm. and I'm not sure I was particularly good at that uh, or that kind of reporting, but it, I certainly made professionally an effort to do justice to the, uh, the job that I was trying to do there. Um, and in that sense I think it probably had an impact.
0: writing the novel which obviously is, has been a preoccupation for the best part of I guess a quarter of a century in a way if you if yeah. put it like that yeah. yes um, did that help I mean it's a novel that's the, the number of the characters worry about uh, memory they worry about about doing justice to to experience Milena particularly I think worries about b- both of those things and um, there's a very nice moment where I think we're introduced to uh, Miroslav, who, partly through an idea of story, and and, and Bosnia is this extraordinarily rich place. In, but I was wondering, did, I suppose I'm interested about you having spent a long time writing journalism. You then write a novel about it as well. Did Was that to make sense of something in a, perhaps a,
1: yes. in a different way? Yes. What conflict? And, and uh, that was important uh, from my point of view, and I feel that uh, this does make a change to my own experience of um, that conflict and the feeling that I could offer in some small way something of lasting value as a means of understanding that conflict. Uh, Paradoxically, I think that it is possible to communicate the truth through fiction rather than through fact what Uh, what sort of ways by uh, describing every day how many um, uh, troops were moved from one part of the city to another or how many the artillery that was incoming and going out, that's important and it's based on fact and you try and get the facts right to the best of your ability but in a sense it's what happens in between those things that is actually the authentic experience And this is about what happened in between those things. This is about the dramas that one would not cover as a reporter but could be recovered, uh, could be covered as a a novelist. And our daughter is uh, 18 and she hasn't read this, but at some point maybe she will choose to read it. And if all I've done is to give her. Uh, a kind of um, accounting of what her mother and father experienced this is, this will have this will be that accounting and for me that was very important it really is my own uh, experience um, wrapped up in a way that I feel um, could possibly be conveyed to other people Uh, yes, for me that is important and for me this has been important and um, I think it does uh, communicate some of the fundamental issues that were being fought over and some of the experiences that of other people that I was able to witness when I was a uh, correspondent in Sarajevo. It was also just the, the vivid sense
0: of, I suppose, elderly women living, living alone, uh, people not having enough... Food, what it was like to try and wash with thimblefuls of of water, those very basic human experiences that we always take for, to, for granted, I guess in in metropolitan western civilization to, uh, to, to almost be allowed access to the those tiny apartments which then two floors above might get destroyed in a in a mortar shell that, 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 that the
1: proximity to to constant. But I think that also is the side of conflict that tends not... And it's very difficult to cover, but actually so much of it is just to be able to, you know, to to get three matches from a neighbour in order to light a fire Hmm. becomes a huge issue involving waiting for the neighbour to come back if they're able to come back and then approaching the right neighbour that you want to speak to and not her husband who won't give you the matches. And then suddenly, just for the sake of three matches you have this whole day's uh, experience of waiting and planning and, and, and being diplomatic and being resilient and so on. Um, so, yeah, those things, I think, were, um, uh, you know, 90% of those experience wasn't seeing uh, explosions, but actually, you know, wondering if it was possible to eat that bread that was yeah. already six days old and... Uh, you know, if you could cut off the mould and so on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those prosaic things. But that's where I, th- I thought the, the two old ladies, I mean, they were so emblematic of old ladies in Sarajevo who were, uh, you know, resilient, funny. Yeah. Um,
0: what was that great line? Uh, Screw them, Mrs. Hattabowicz said again. That's right. I hope their mothers find find them in a pie. <laughs> yeah. It was a great, <laughs> I to use you.